So Chipotle, Chipotle, are giving you the opportunity to try your luck to win either a free burrito or a free Bitcoin. Congratulations. (laughs) April 1st, you know, April Fool's Day, which if you're listening live to this show today is the 31st of March, 2021, the final day of March. And tomorrow is April 1st. April Fool's Day. Now, they claim it's not an April Fool's Day joke, but you can go to burritosorbitcoin.com and you can play the game for a chance to win a free burrito, free burrito from Chipotle, or up to $25,000 in Bitcoin. 10,000 people will win one free burrito, while 50 players will score $500 in Bitcoin, and three very lucky winners will be awarded $25,000 in Bitcoin. So, good luck. Good luck. Chipotle burritos or Bitcoin.com. Just amazing. Hey. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Congratulations. Our order. Yes, congratulations. I should sound like that should have been better. I mean, I should be excited. Congratulations are in order to uh, Ramiro Alanis of Florida, Riverview, uh, which is in Tampa Bay, to be exact. Uh, he has a Guinness World Record, and I am a little jealous because I've always wanted to have a Guinness Record under my belt. And uh, I don't write your own jokes for that, okay? But uh, Ramiro broke the Guinness World Record for the most cinema productions attended of the same film. He watched Avengers Endgame 191 times in theaters. Wow. He is the unofficial king of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he broke the record. Congratulations. He said that uh, he had to give up social life with his family. He gave up the gym. He had to manage his work hours and screening times at the theaters. It was tough. It was tough for him, but he pulled it off and got to see got to see the movie 191 times. He talked about, uh, listen, if you want to do this, he gave advice. If you're wanting to try to you know, follow in my record getting footsteps, plan accordingly to your record attempt to prepare yourself as much as you can physically and mentally. You know, if you do that, all things are possible. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that means a lot. And I understand what you're saying, but let's be clear that, you watched a movie 191 times, okay? So, I hate to break it to you, Ramiro, but I know that, uh, you know, you had to give up a few things in your life to go watch this movie 191 times in theaters, Avengers Endgame. But just so we're clear... <laughs> You watched a movie. I mean, congratulations. 
you got the Guinness World Record, and I'm jealous, and I want one, and one day, one day, either this show, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, or Jeff Fisher himself will have a Guinness World Record, okay? I will not, will not let that not happen. You can quote me on that. I will not let that not happen. But I want to be clear that when you talk about your process and your... (laughs) your preparedness and planning accordingly um you watched a movie okay <laughs> you watched a movie anyway congratulations and uh you know good for you i tell you what i'm looking forward to uh, maybe i could beat your record maybe i could set the record okay so he broke the record from a guy that watched uh avengers infinity war 103 times all right so i figure i could watch my son hunter a couple hundred times right i mean we got to get it made first so we know that the mainstream media and big tech have been working tirelessly to cover up you know the corruption of the biden family and hunter but you have a chance now to help make this story heard around the world Go to mysonhuntermovie.com, mysonhuntermovie.com right now and make your donation and help get this movie made. Now, you know, I talked to Phelan Mackler about this project. He made the Gosnell movie and this is his brand new project, My Son Hunter. And it's going to expose the Hunter Biden scandal. It's going to be so much fun to see this movie and it's going to be fun to see it being made too and you can help it being made my son hunter movie.com we're going to crown crowdfund the movie the money for this movie so it's going to tell it all the contents of the laptop the shady foreign business deals ties to china well, i hope we have the gunfight i'm going to talk to get to fail amount and we're going to talk to him about the gunfight uh with the girlfriend you know Bo's wife widow uh that's a fantastic story we've talked a little bit about that here on chewing the fat so my son hunter movie.com okay you know look it's going to be completely funded by you your gift of ten dollars fifty dollars a hundred dollars whatever you can do is going to help expose the biden family and it's 100 percent tax deductible your donation is 100 percent tax deductible if that helps I mean, it should, but uh, mysonhuntermovie.com. Go there right now, make your donation, let's help them get this movie made. And you know what, I'll try to, maybe I'll, maybe that will be, if we get them to a certain goal, uh, I'll try to break the Guinness world record by watching this film, My Son Hunter, a couple hundred times. And we'll set the record with that. So go to mysonhuntermovie.com to make your donation right now. The trial continues. I know. Uh, yesterday, it began. We had the opening statements. I'm talking about, you know, Derek Chauvin's trial, uh, the George Floyd trial in Minneapolis. Uh, Chauvin is accused of killing the 46-year-old George Floyd. If you don't know what this trial is all about when he pinned him to the ground knelt on his neck for about nine minutes and uh floyd's 
family and lawyers knelt in front of the courthouse yesterday for the amount of time that the police officer knelt on George's neck. Um, One of the family lawyers called the trial a referendum on how far America has come in its fight for equality and justice. Yeah, he's right there. He is absolutely right there. So three people testified yesterday, including a 911 dispatcher who saw a live video of Floyd's arrest. She said she called the supervising sergeant because something felt wrong. Did it. And thought the video was frozen because officers restrained Floyd for so long. Uh, The defense tried to discredit the dispatcher and said Chauvin did exactly what he'd been trained to do. They claimed there was no evidence Floyd's airflow is restricted and that the autopsy showed he had underlying health conditions like hypertension. Never mind those other drugs that he had in his system. Uh, They showed a video of police restraining Floyd, the prosecution. They let the jury hear George Floyd say, I can't breathe 27 times. And said uh, Chauvin betrayed his badge when he used excessive and unreasonable force. Wow. So, uh, I mean, the trial is supposed to be going on for, you know, four more weeks. Um, We had uh, day two. I said yesterday. The day before was the first trial. And then yesterday marked day two of the murder trial. Uh, What happened that I read about was day one. Yesterday was day two, and the courtroom heard, heard testimony from six people, uh, including uh, four witnesses who were minors at the time of Floyd's death, and they all shared the emotional toll that it took on them. One was saying there was nothing she could do. The teen recorded a viral video of the incident, said she spent many nights apologizing to Floyd for not doing more to save him. A nine-year-old witness remembered feeling sad and kind of mad at how Chauvin kneeled on Floyd's neck. And Lord knows we can't have a nine-year-old remembering being sad and kind of mad. (sighs) I'm sorry. Another witness who's an EMT and firefighter was off-duty at the time testified that police prevented her from checking Floyd's pulse. Now the trial continues today. Now look. If you're an EMT at the scene of a crime, just because you say you're an EMT, I'm an off-duty EMT, let me check. I mean, are the police supposed to let you do that? Really? I mean, I'm not running the defense for, you know, the police officer or former police officer. But, (laughs) come on now. Are we supposed to believe that that's okay? Because it's not going to happen. Any other crime, not going to happen. It's like whatever the whatever's happening, whatever scene is going on, it's not going to happen. I, I'm an EMT, and I know I'm off duty, and I don't have a uniform, but let me in to check, okay? No, sorry, that's not going to happen. But I, you know, we 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 are living in a different world, and it does show. The one of the family lawyers is correct when he says this is a referendum on how far America has come. There's no doubt about that. And I will say, uh, Van Jones, you know, talked about his belief on what he thought would happen if Derek Chauvin isn't convicted. Well, I mean, really? Do we need Van Jones to tell us that it's a potential time bomb for the country? Um, no, we we don't. We don't need that. Um. He said 
that uh, van said that everybody he's talking to is frustrated, re-triggered, re-traumatized. Seeing that video, seeing the complete contempt for life. Uh Uh-huh. The system is on trial here, said Van. Okay. If this is considered legal conduct from a police officer, if you can do this in broad daylight and not go to jail, he'll be perceived as open season. Will it? Will it really? I mean, okay, if you think so. I mean, look, we know that it's never going to be enough, right? Because Van's right. Uh, I don't think anybody is re-frustrated and re-triggered and re-traumatized. I think they're still living there in that, in that time. They're frustrated, triggered, and traumatized. And it's never going to be enough. Never going to be enough. So, I mean, he was in jail. He was arrested. By the way, Van, he doesn't have his job anymore van uh the family has got a payoff from the city and a payoff help from people all around the world with their gofundme so i'm thinking they'll be okay with their trauma with their 40 million dollars or so uh, yeah i'm just guessing though it doesn't bring it doesn't bring george back i know that i know that and do i think it was of course i do uh, but we're not if they find him guilty and ship him off is it going to be enough is it going to save minneapolis is it going to save the other cities uh yeah i hope so i hope so because if they i mean if they find him not guilty i'll just leave it at that (laughs) if they find him not guilty i i mean that place will be lucky whoever's in that courthouse no matter how many barriers and guards it won't be pretty it won't be pretty and van is right again though i mean it is a potential time bomb now i don't know that i needed van to tell me that but if van is saying it on you know network television then we are trying to spark the flame that is for sure don't worry, Van. Other people are throwing sparks in, too. That fire will get started soon enough. You can count on that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Harvey Weinstein back in the news. We have a new Harvey Weinstein accuser filed a lawsuit alleging that the disgraced mogul sexually assaulted her in a Los Angeles hotel room in 2012 when she was 19, telling her, pretend i'm someone like zach efron (laughs) ah come on now so in the lawsuit in los angeles superior court a model and aspiring actress named hilly grip said she was at the beverly hilton hotel in 2012 for a casting but was lured to weinstein's room by one of his female associates there the associate coerced her to drink an alcoholic beverage coerced sorry coerced her to drink an alcoholic beverage despite being underage and was told the producer would provide her with better career opportunities now harvey is already in jail serving 23 years in prison okay um he's already in jail 
I know we're bringing, coming back to L.A. and California wants to try them and they've got cases they are coming after them. But uh, according to this, she said she experienced a brief blackout. When she came to, Weinstein was digitally penetrating her. She tried to resist. Weinstein attempted to calm her down by telling her, hey, pretend I'm someone like Zac Efron. How's Harvey Weinstein really going to say that? I don't know. So anyway, she claimed to escape his hold. She began flailing her arms and in doing so broke her acrylic nail against the coffee table. Then she stabbed Weinstein in the bottom part of his scrotum with her sharp broken nail. He let out a quiet scream and grabbed her hand inadvertently causing her nail to move up and inward deeper into his scrotum. As Ms. Grip's hand moved away from Weinstein's body, her nail ripped the skin of his scrotum, causing him to bleed. When she left the room, Weinstein's associate, who was unnamed in the lawsuit because it's just an associate, you don't know who that person is, blamed Grip for the incident because of her Tourette's syndrome and said that if Grip ever told anyone, she would end up in a mental hospital okay um a statement sent to uh the rap who is the uh hoster of this article uh said uh uh from weinstein uh, said that the grip's accusations were stunningly dishonest and contrived this never happened It's a money grab that comes conveniently as my New York appeal is coming up and the L.A. case is looming. While media takes the great lengths to confirm and reject the veracity of any explanation offered by me, they run any unconfirmed and absurd claim by anyone who dares to make one. Boy, that's a true. That's a true one. Now, they claim that Grip took a polygraph test prior to filing the complaint i'm guessing that that meant the polygraph test was passed by her and she wants a jury trial and unspecified damages now this lawsuit is about miss grip reclaiming her power becoming a survivor not a victim and getting restitution for sexual crimes perpetrated against her she has real damages from this that are lasting and (sighs) harvey weinstein along with those who helped him perpetrate these crimes of sexual assault and attempted rape against miss grip must be held responsible for ruining her life so this happened in 2012 now this ruined her life now she's so pissed and wants people to pay for these crimes that she can't name the associate and it's all just harvey um okay I mean, they just, is it true? I don't know. I don't know. It certainly doesn't sound like it. Um, Harvey was more of the hold him down and get the fight kind of guy with the other stories that were told about his, you know, all of those girls want, you know, he would, he would fight them and like to fight them and have them watch. And on top of which, uh, this picture that I believe is grip. And I don't know if this is grip now or then, but I mean, 
No, I won't say that. <laughs> Just know that she doesn't look like she would be a Harvey type. But is it possible? Sure. Sure, it's possible. Hey, let's go to the break room. Man, I desperately need something cold to drink today. I'm not, that was my my soda can bumping the microphone oh my gosh that's so good that's how fast i wanted that drink today. you know i didn't realize uh how important going to the break room really is but i've got a uh i got an email yesterday to chewing the fat at the blaze.com and you too can email that it's how email works <laughs> you just you know email chewing the fat at the blaze.com and it, i i read it well this particular email uh started out with jeffy my wife is just a freeloader well first of all that <laughs> uh, that needs to stop but i listen to your podcast while i get ready for work every day and my wife just listens without being a subscriber or a follower our favorite part of the podcast is the break room. Oh, hey. Uh, I mean, I appreciate the listens, and that counts as well. Um, it's the same IP address, I'm sure. So, uh, same account for cell phones, probably. So, it doesn't matter that, you know, if one of you is a subscriber, then the other one probably doesn't matter. Just listen. But anyway, thank you. And she needs to be a subscriber, absolutely, on her device. No questions. Uh, It used to be my favorite part. She's been working from home since COVID. It used to be his favorite part. Anyway, she's been working from home since COVID. Recently, we went to an adult store where we picked up a couple of items each for the both of us, which, you know, I love that, which is uh, now she likes to go to the break room with her new favorite toy, she nicknamed Jeffy. I mean, you're welcome. She likes a cold, refreshing beverage. Anyway, I'm going to the Crater of Diamonds in the future and would appreciate a shout out for good luck. Okay, before I finish this email, we got to talk about the Crater of Diamonds too. I hope that they've seeded the field for you. Uh, when you go there, but good luck, because uh, I'm telling you, I mean, people show up all the time and say, look at the diamond I found. But that's only happens when they need news. So I hope you show up and I hope you're the guy that is there when they decide they need news and, you know, make sure that you find a diamond. That would be great. So good luck. I am trying to bring my wiener dog who I've trained in sniffing out diamonds yeah, uh, good luck. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But they probably let the dog into the park, even with COVID restrictions. Uh, I said the wife has given him a hard time busting his his man parts. Also, I would gladly be an ambassador of the town. And I would say the town, except that he says here, I don't want to leave my name due to what I do for work. And I'm going to sign my nickname. So if I say the city, then someone might know 
who it is because they would know that you've talked about going to the crater of diamonds so i don't want to i don't want to do that uh but the nickname is sincerely cadaver grabber (laughs) maybe that's why your wife goes to the break room by herself because she's not a cadaver yet but hey what do i know anyway thank you cadaver grabber and thanks to your wife and thanks to both of you for listening to the show and emailing and reaching out and letting me know your plans of going to crater of the diamonds let me know how it turns out for you let me know if they let wiener dog in and if he sniffed out some diamonds for you that would be great i'd also uh you know like to know how things are working out with jeffy uh in your break room so chewing the fat at the blaze Com. Now, they subscribe to this podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You, too, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber, you should subscribe. Thank you for listening, but you should subscribe. And if you don't like the platform that you're listening to it on, say if a friend said, hey, listen to this. This is a great show. It's Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you think it's great, too, but you don't like the platform. They use some platform that you're not aware of. You could use iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, you know, whatever whatever warms the cockles of your heart, but you should subscribe and subscribe for free to Chewing the Fat at theblaze.com. And you, we should, it's now, I'm supposed to say, to follow the show. Um, but I think if you go to the website, it still asks you to subscribe. So either way, it's, it's free and you don't have to pay anything. And that's what makes this show that much better. Now, I have a little disturbing news for those of you living in China. And it's a disturbing news because it could be coming to a place near you soon. Uh, There is uh, the Sex Doll Experience Inn in China. And I remember we we talked about it when, uh, you know, when they opened up. And it's the first hotel-like Sex Doll Experience shop. And it, uh, it was set up to cater to the sexual needs of male workers at Foxconn in shenzhen which is south china's guangdong province now the shop is now closed they shut it down local police came and taped it up and said it's closed now and that's it well they never gave a reason they just shut it out that's why it could be coming to a city near you because the cops just came in and shut it down now i was thinking maybe it was a cleanliness thing right but they make you wear a condom which is kind of weird if you're, I mean, I hope they would clean the sex dolls and, you know, wash the sheets. They were charging people, you know, 30 bucks an hour and you do what you want. I mean, it's your imagination with whatever you want to do with, with the sex dolls there at the sex doll in. Now they just shut it down and they shut down both stores. Both, I'm sorry, both inns, I-N-N. But the Bantian police were asked, hey, why are we closing this down? And the explanation from the police station spokesperson was not convenient to explain. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. That, that's fine. Then that makes sense. Wait, well, no, how come, how come it was closed? You know, that's not, I mean, at least even in America, the United States of America, you would... You would pretty, you're pretty sure that even in today's world, you would get 
some a little pushback with oh, it's not really convenient to explain right now now i know there's been anti-porn you know movement in china and they're trying to shut it down but according to this when they closed it down they didn't arrest anybody that was inside they just told them to get out so if it was you know an anti-porn thing you know you'd think that they would have you know they would have arrested the people now the inside track on why they closed these sex doll inns is that it was turning into a homosexual hangout and apparently there's no we're having none of that in china but i thought they were like this forefront of what a great country that we should be like yeah no now the inside track it doesn't say it in this story but the inside track is it was a homosexual thing so anyway darn the luck if you were going to the sex doll in uh in china and you it's closed up yeah it's it's closed up the police shut it down and i'd like to tell you why but it's just not convenient to explain i hope the same isn't true for godzilla versus kong it's hitting hbo max today I remember today is 331 uh, for those of you listening live and it is uh, releasing in theaters and on HBO Max today. Got to see it. I don't know who to root for, but I'll watch it later today and I'll give you a review uh tomorrow, the 1st of April 2021. But uh you know, I'm hoping that it uh, is convenient to explain. I hope that it isn't things that are not convenient to explain i'm looking forward to uh, godzilla versus kong oh and you know what yesterday i said you got me to sharon stone uh, over her new book uh, with her stories that she's got another story just came out today about her new book i mean we're almost at the point now where there can't be any good stories left right so this story today is that uh her movie the quick and the dead with uh leonardo dicaprio uh she claims in her book and she talked about it in an interview the book the beauty of living twice and she said that she had a difficult time casting the quick and the dead and she really wanted leonardo dicaprio to be in the movie and the studio was like mm, no uh, we don't know who this kid is and uh, no so she said uh, finally the studio said uh, look uh, if you want him so much you can pay for it out of your own salary she said she did uh, that's how he got paid in the movie the quick and the dead was uh, Sharon Stone you know footed the bill for him out of her salary for the movie so I don't know if there's any more good stories left I mean we had the we had we had the uh, grandfather uh, molesting her and going to the funeral and making sure that he was dead we had the doctor putting in the fake boobs or i mean giving her a you know breast enhancement in a surgery where she didn't ask for it and didn't want it she was having another surgery done and the doc said, yeah, you know, I just figured they'd look better with your hip size and what's, what you got going on. I figured you'd look better. We don't know the outcome of that. I'm hoping to get an interview with Sharon and talk to her about that. And we found out, oh, the uh, basic instinct story about how she was, you know, tricked into spreading her legs for that most famous scene 
you know, in a movie that made her extra famous, uh, the basic instinct, basic instinct scene, and how she was tricked into doing that. So I don't know what's left. I mean, she had cancer, she had strokes, she's talked about that. I mean, the trick to hawking your book, Sharon, when you're doing all these interviews, is not telling all the great stories that are in the book. Have one, maybe two great stories, and you had me. You had me at the basic instinct story and the breast implant story, where you didn't say what happened to you in the dock after the fact in the interview. Okay, so then the rest of them, I mean molested by grandpa uh leonardo dicaprio i mean let, let those lay don't tell us that until after you know let the book get out there for a little bit they must be they must be hurting nobody must be buying the sharon stone book but if she tells all the stories nobody's gonna buy it anyway i don't know i don't know. I, mean, I mean now i mean i have to read it because i said i said i would and i want to actually talk to sharon about it but you know, I'm a little, I'm a little perplexed at why she's telling all the great stories before I've had a chance to even read the book. But it is the beauty of living twice. And we'll be hoping to talk to Sharon Stone in the future, and I will read this book. That is guaranteed. <laughs> Jennifer Garner, the actress, is out there looking for love. She's 48 now, and she's she's got three kids, so you know she's looking at she's looking at the teeth getting long at 48. <laughs> she's still, I mean, she looks fantastic, but according to this story, she is casting a wide net and isn't limiting herself based on age or distance she's out to find a soulmate and believes there's someone out there for her uh she's made it clear that she won't give up on love man a good for you jennifer good for you now i know she's tried to make it work with ben for quite a long time i mean the kids are all ben's you know she tried to make it work and man if you if you end up with jennifer You'd still have to, you know, put up with Ben on the peripheral of your life, which oof, might not go over good. But she is, uh, you know, and she's focused on motherhood. And but she knew she wants a partner. She wants a partner and she wants a partner. It says a male, but I don't know if she's casting a wide net. Maybe it isn't just male she's after, but it appears, according to this story, that it is just male she's looking for. But she wants the ideal guy so i mean you better identify as a male anyway would be self-sufficient financially stable fit with a good sense of humor so i mean that's (laughs) that puts me out of the picture that is for sure but that's that's what jennifer is looking for and she's out there looking for love i don't know it says here that she's um she has really put herself out there she's told friends that look set me up with people that you know she's joined apps and according to 
her friends, she's gotten some fascinated, fascinating responses. I'm sure she has. Now, there's no news on what apps she's joined or under what name. I don't know that she's actually joining Tinder with, you know, under, <laughs> under Jennifer Garner, but it's possible. It's possible. Now, there's a new app out there that you can find someone to hook up with. I mean, date called Num Tinder. NUM Tinder has about 8,000 members living mostly in North America, United Kingdom, and Australia. It's a makeshift dating environment for those who consider liking public transportation to be a core part of their personality or for whom a lack of interest in urban planning is a deal breaker. Now, if you want to Try to figure out that if your numb tinder is worth it for you, you can go to the, according to this story, wildly popular Facebook meme group, Numtots, New Urbanist Memes for Transit-Oriented Teens, which isn't really just for teens, and then you can request access to the private spinoff group, Numb Tinder. And right now it's got about 8,000 members, so... I mean, it's just casting that net a little bit wider for Jennifer Garner, which, I mean, wow, I bet you she is looking forward to finding someone who is, you know, has interest in urban planning and public transportation is a core part of their personality. But you never know. You never know. You are aware that impending doom is upon us, right? And I'm talking about the... COVID-19. We talked about it yesterday. The CDC director told us about her feelings as a mother that we are, you know, she can't help but feeling this impending doom. And that was the same day that Joe Biden told us to mask up. And so it's important to make that happen. Well, I will say that we, it does seem that we're in a little bit of a problem when I see a story from Dallas, Texas, where a young woman was uh, involved in an incident at her church, a Catholic church in Dallas, Texas. She was asked to leave the church, leave the church because she wasn't wearing a mask. Now, the funny thing is she's pregnant and um, really weird because it's Texas, you know, the god-awful state of Texas. But, uh, and it was after we've opened it up and there's no state mandates. Now, according to the Diocese of Dallas, the young woman involved in this incident that occurred two weeks ago was not arrested or ticketed. Oh, oh, okay. What happened then? Well, she was issued a trespass warning. A trespass warning? You don't want her back in your church? So the pastor of the parish has required masks at mass out of concern for health and welfare of his entire congregation. Of course you have, Father. Now, canon law grants pastors jurisdiction over their parishes, and while the bishop has not mandated masks for every parish, he's left these specific details to the pastors of the diocese, adding that he expects the faithful to wear masks out of charity and concern for others. We recognize that not everyone can wear masks, but that those who can should. 
The diocese is looking into the details regarding this incident and recognizing that this pandemic has been stressful for everyone. An increase of patience and charity is necessary during these days. Boy, that's true. (laughs) That is true there, Catholic Diocese of Dallas. I'll give you that. Uh, These times uh, have been stressful for everyone and have brought an increase of patience. What is needed what is needed is an increase of patience and charity. But uh, it doesn't seem like your priest has got that. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Uh, it just kind of bothers me that we're asking people at times when church attendance is down. We have people coming to church and we're telling this lady she can't be in the church because she wasn't wearing a mask. If this is true, if this is true, this is agonizing agonizing shows she's 28 year old nursing mom who was socially distanced in the church according to her and she was escorted from the holy trinity catholic church wow after receiving holy communion while holding her young child and she has video of the of her being uh, taken out of the church and asking if she was getting arrested which by the way she didn't get arrested she was just given a warning about trespassing which is which is good which is good uh look the pastor requires masks and that's just the way it is and if you're not going to wear a mask get out wow and we are in deep doo-doo and they are this is texas and now we're trying to make desantis look bad i saw the story where they talked about uh you know he's coming under uh more criticism while you know they made a point of thirty thousand residents of the state have died and he at this time i mean he has resisted lockdowns and downplayed masks and made it increasingly difficult for localities to institute public health measures of their own not what i see i've known people that have been in florida and uh local places are either you wear a mask or you don't but it's up to the you know people decide you you decide where you want to go and what you want to do so according to this story that they've done a study talking about uh the covid 19 deaths and the people who have not been reported they're trying to say that the governor underreported covid 19 deaths well you mean like your beloved savior in new york actually did but according to this study they talk about excess deaths and in this in the study they talk about excess deaths now in this story they try to blame the excess deaths on covid 19 which isn't true uh what they've done is they in this study they've said that um the 4924 excess deaths were because of covid 19 because they didn't go to the hospital so it wasn't that they had covid 19 they just didn't it was because of covid 19 that they died they could have had diabetes asthma heart problems whatever the case is but because of covid they didn't go to the hospital and they may have lived had they gone to the hospital those are excess deaths during the time of COVID-19. And this was in the, in the months 
last year, the study estimated deaths for a six-month period of 2020, March to September. And so they try to get these numbers, the excess deaths, as COVID-19. Like apparently, to this, uh, with this research, 400,000 excess deaths happened across the United States in 2020. Now, um, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. They want to bring Governor DeSantis down, and he's the, you know, he's the golden boy right now. So anything they can do to bring him down. But, you know, he's not. One thing about Governor DeSantis is he's not going to put up with the, with the lies, right? If you come after him with facts, he'll, you know, he'll be there for you. But if you're going to start lying and making things up, then you're in trouble. And let's just, let's just, well, go ahead. Go after him with your lies. Go ahead. Go after him with your lies. He can take it. Just be ready to be brought down. Okay? Just be ready to be brought down. Okay. I wanted to uh, take a couple of minutes here and say goodbye to my friend Ted Webb, who passed away yesterday. Um, he was 72. I know, you know, he worked in, on radio and some TV through the years. Uh, heck, he worked in radio in Tampa Bay for 50 years. Um, he worked with AM Tampa Bay and Jack Harris from 1994 to 2017. And heck, I was part of that show for many years for a number of years in that window and uh we you know we became even before i was on the show we became friends and uh we had events together and did things together and we were born on the same day january 29th i mean we were kindred spirits and we had so much fun together and there's we have, have so many stories i told you you know about the story with the diabetes and the needle and the syringes uh, there's so many other stories that we just had so much fun and it was he was so much so much fun to be with and I spent a lot of time you know and we were just it's just really sad and I'm, I'm gonna miss my friend uh, Ted Webb and um, I know he struggled at the end this last like this last year really and maybe even longer than that Um last couple of years were not were not fun for him it was not he didn't you know it was just wasn't worth it and that's why they made a big deal about him stopping dialysis but he was struggling with other problems as well and it all caught up with him you know he had heart attacks and diabetes and dementia it was just it was just overwhelming and in the end when they said they were taking him off dialysis and he was going to go into hospice and it was just, you know, the, the man it was enough. It was enough. And he got to at least end it, you know, on his terms. Enough is enough. But I just wanted to say goodbye, Ted. I love you. I'll miss you. Um, I already miss you. But I found, I went and got my <coughs> Ted Webb fart bag. <laughs> and, uh... And it's good to have this back because, oh, man, I'm going to have to 
break this out but he would stand let's say you get in a you know you're anywhere you're in a crowd and you're just multiple people around you know obviously pre-covid and he'd have that he'd have his fart bag and it would just it was sometimes he would put a little look on his face other times he would look around like it wasn't him uh it was just you know you know (laughs) oh and then if you get real good he was so great at it and he had a he had a different one than this one his was had his was handmade this was actually this one is from the you know fart bag extravaganza when they sold it oh there's a toll-free number on here too i wonder if that toll-free number still goes we ought to see if that number still holds up okay so one eight 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 seven six seven fart let's see if this number still works i didn't realize this was on the Obviously, if we got this here. Well. See, it's still a working number for the fart bag. one 767 fart For you, Ted. I love you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's disconnected. It doesn't work. Oh, what the heck? That's disappointing. But anyway, Ted, rest in peace, my friend. I love you. And I'll close out. I'm even going to title the show for you today. Ted, at the end of every one of his shows, he would tell you to live it up. So, so will I. And I may just take that over from Ted. This is his honor. I can't stop playing with the fart bag. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. And just know that uh, my man Ted Webb passed away, but he will always be in my heart. And if anybody listens to this show and knew and listened to Ted over the years, I'm sure that he did something to make you angry or make you laugh. And he will. that means that he will always be with you. So live it up. 